Big Stories of the Day Hashtag SAFM Sunrise Well, this morning in Kempton Park, Professor William Gomere will open what some parties call a national convention. Seven opposition parties will formally meet to discuss working together ahead of next year's elections. The DA, the IFP, the Freedom Front Plus, Action SA, the United Independent Movement, the Independent SA National Civic Organizations and the Spectrum National Party have all said they're willing to work together to try and unseat the ANC in next year's elections. Professor Susan Boyson is an expert on coalitions, a political analyst and director of research at the Mapamgubwe Institute for Strategic Reflection. Professor Boyson, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. Is this unprecedented, a meeting like this, opposition party starting a meeting, openly saying we want to work together? It is unprecedented, yes. In the past, we have generally seen it emerge after parties, after parties had seen the exact election result. And this is, in a way, it's an honest type of move that we see in the genre of coalition politics. And that is parties up front and before an election declaring, this is where we're going to stand. This is the a coalition that this alliance will probably form after actually commit themselves to say this is what they will do after the election and this of course speaks to this great dilemma and predicament of individual political parties especially a transitional party political situation like we have in south africa at the moment by doing that they really forfeit their individual chances of actually getting a majority in an election and even in a case of the anc and we know the ANC, DA, IFB have been rumoured to be also considering a grand coalition in the type of style of 1994, the three of them coming together. So there are so many temptations for individual political parties. Should they be able individually to do better than the alliance coalition? They're really committing themselves at this moment. And if the DA in this moment, let's call it in history, show that they are committed to this moonshot pact, and can take it forward with the trust of their partners in this pact and actually rise to something bigger than what it is at the moment, then there is indeed a future to it. But that is a gamble that everybody will be watching whether the DA, with the IFP especially, will be prepared to be taking in the next few days. And this would also explain why the ANC through its youth league is all sort of suggesting, well, maybe we should work together with the DA. I mean, they're, they're, they're stirring, right? They're causing trouble. I mean, I'm sure the <laughs> DA would do the same. It- Absolutely. I think the ANC is stirring in a big way at this moment because the more credibility they can give to the idea that they're actually talking with the DA and IFP, the more they will undermine the legitimacy and probably traction that this type of pact can take. One of the really difficult things about all of these opposition parties working together is, or it might be one of the difficult things, is that they represent different constituencies. So the Freedom Front Plus and the IFP really represent people who speak different languages, I suppose would be the first point to make. Action SA and the DA have mainly urban constituencies. The IFP, uh, probably a more rural constituency. So just on those issues, representing different constituencies, how difficult does that make it for them to work together? Stephen, in internationally in the 
this coalition politics thing. It is not unusual to see parties of diverse constituencies, even separatists and liberals, etc., coming together and, and just in the interest of the phrase that's often used, getting things done, constituting effective government, being able to take decisions, move forward on some core of agreement. In, internationally, we see a lot of that diverse groupings coming together and actually forming successful coalition governments. And this could indeed be, it's not impossible that that can take hold in South Africa. We have even seen in the last few days, this pact, the pact constituent parties emphasizing matters like get, just getting a general vision going on fixing the economy and reducing unemployment crime, they add to it, load shedding energy, they add to it. And they argue that if they can take forward just a coherent core of ideas around that, then other things can fall in place, arguing that this is what successful government, what a government that can rescue, should rescue South Africa at the stage, should be about. Some of these parties work together already. So particularly, for example, um, Action SA, the DA, the IFP, uh, the Freedom Front Plus, they've worked together in some cases for a long time. You know, I mean, you could go all the way back to 2006 mm-hmm. if you wanted. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they've governed well together. I mean, Tswane is still, well, in a very difficult situation, despite these parties working together now. It seems to me that no matter what happens between now and the elections next year, whoever runs the country, whoever governs South Africa in the second half of next year or going into 2025, is going to find that a very difficult job to do. And if you're going to manage a coalition on top of it, whoever you are, that's going to make it even harder. Indeed, Stephen. I think the crux of the matter here is whether these parties, cooperating parties, can actually get that magical level percentage of 50% plus, where we see the unstable coalition governments in metropolitan areas, in other local municipalities around the country. The unstable ones are the ones where the cooperating parties are not sufficiently committed. There are too, perhaps too many tiny one-seat, etc. parties that can flip flip flop around the coalitions between the coalitions so if it is a coalition grouping that can actually have that 50% plus then it's more at least more stable and perhaps then more successful in terms of performance not granted absolutely not granted but if there is that stability of a 50% plus then there is a much much better chance to get a good solid government going that can actually um, be true to that phrase of getting things done but it all depends on that percentage how important is the leadership to this. So there's some reports suggesting that actually the DA and the Freedom Front Plus both want the IFP leader, Vela Cosina Clabisa, to lead this. Could the argument about who the leader is actually be quite difficult? I mean, that almost all cope apart at one point. It is, um, you know, because in in this possible pact, um, tentatively a pact, um, the DA is the biggest party here. The IFP has been making... Good recoveries in parts of Natal, for example, in by-elections and in recent elections in more broader national election performances. And there it will be very important as to the image of this patch, whether it is somebody like John Steenhuisen or the IFPs, Vilinko Vilinkosini Tlabisa, 
it will make a big difference to the image of that party. And, for example, should Stirnhausen stand back in favor of the IFP leader, then it, that would be a big statement of commitment, to a very big commitment to that pact. But leadership and image so important. We have also seen in recent days statements, maybe confessions by IFP, by DA people, that South Africa is not ready for a white president. And a white president would be translate into the leader than uh, the DA. And that could very well be a very valid point. The DA generally does good internal polling, which I do not publicly release, but one can imagine that they would have picked up that that is the general sentiment in the electorate. And we know the, uh, the DA comes with a general white image, which will not gain traction in South African politics, at least not if we think towards in the possibility of moving towards a majority. So if that is indeed the case, and they let the IFP person leader step forward, that will be a big statement. That will also be, and that's one of those predicaments of political parties that I refer to in opening remarks, that they have to concede up front that they, in their own right, will not be able to make it and really sacrifice their own political party on the project of a bigger, united front of opposition politics, possibly stepping forward. Professor Susan Poisson, so many more questions. Thank you very much indeed, political analyst and director of research at the Mapungubwe Institute for Strategic Reflection. That event starting this morning.